What up? I'm Gray. Hello, it's Arnold. And you're listening to Very That, a podcast that serves as therapy for two queer second generation brown millennial friends using anecdotes, storytelling, and that little bit of dark humor to make sense of the world and ourselves as we talk about the heavy topics of life while still keeping it light and fun. <gasps> Whoo! Girl, we here. <laughs> Season, Season three. three. Uh- the trilogy. <laughs> Girl, bigger, badder, grosser, deeper. And why is it sweaty? I don't get it. I don't get it. Why is it so sweaty? It's just the state of being. It's the yeah. state of being that we're in. Just constantly sweat. Actually, what's been making you sweat lately? Not so much sweat. Actually, yeah, sweat out of anger because I just I just don't have the time for it. Ooh, that's my favorite I... kind of sweat. You know I love it. <laughs> you know I love it. So what, just tell me, tell me why at work you have to be in like a two-hour meeting where it's just a big old like circle jerk. Everyone's saying, I love working with this person because X, Y, Z, and then everyone claps. And it's like 50 of those. Girl, this I'm is- turning my camera off. I'm turning my camera off right now. I'm not- that, That's it. the thing. People make you turn your camera off because it's good for morale. Like if you want to make me feel better about work- just pay me more you're literally gonna see me looking just of the most sourest of faces while i'm there just yeah yeah it's no i'm not gonna do that the one time that i got like announced like my face like y'all can't see me but it's just the most exasperated just like "Mm, thanks guys um appreciated i'd like to read um some feedback and comments that people said about arnold um (laughs) this comes from um jennifer over in account a and jennifer (laughs) said wow when i think of our integrity and the morals that we prop ourselves up on i can't help but to think of arnold he's got the most pizzazz of everyone in the team when I think of Arnold, I just think of cheerful possessed. Just say he's fucking gay. <laughs> just say he's fucking gay. He's the only gay here. Just say it. Yeah. It's not it's not my fault. I come to work stunting on you hoes. And you get to look at all this, and I have to look at all of you. Just swamp people. I don't. You know what? Don't bring Shrek into this, because I have <laughs> nothing to do with that. These these just knuckle dragging troglodytes. No troglodytes. Yeah, girl, get yourself one of those word counters. It really ups your life. I know. <laughs> I was like troglodytes. I hope not sporadically. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think sporadic is fish fossil. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, that just got me thinking about our topic of today. Oh shit! Why don't we talk? about work (laughs) let's talk about some real trauma then yeah there's (laughs) it's been like most of my day there yeah that's where i'm gonna get most of my trauma is (laughs) look at me i'm already just i'm currently wrapping my arms around myself to give myself a hug just to like comfort (laughs) because the amount of trauma that's coming out of me as we're talking about this full fetal position but yeah we're gonna get into it we're going to get into our relationship with it, where we want to be, and, you know, how we got there. And how we're coping? Is that the right word? I mean, yeah, coping, yes. Just succeeding? No one said that. Depends on the day. Yeah, yeah, sure. But before we get into that, you know what we got to do. Blast us up to Mars, Teletubby! 
let's get into these stars and see what co-star has for us today. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's me getting beamed up to the mother show. Change your costume, change it around. Um, mine says, um, and I'm reading for Scorpio, and so today it says, consider the way you treat your needs. Uh, why don't you consider the way you should mind your own fucking business? How about that? <laughs> the way I treat my needs is my fucking business, and that's what we're going to do. So I don't need you to like give me any sort of judgments about how I'm doing that. Um, I know that it's not right. I know that that's not okay. I know that me ordering Taco Bell at 1 a.m. is not self-care, but I'm going to call it that. <laughs> you know what I love about this is that it's a full argument spiral, but it's with yourself. This is how I start my day every day. This is how I start my day every day is with an argument with myself. And yeah. It's like, oh, this bitch really want to fight. Yeah. Just like, okay, first of all, whatever. <laughs> but then if it says anything like good, I'm like, oh, oh my God. Today's my lucky day. Yeah. <laughs> I have no responsibility for myself. Um, so yeah, what is it? Um, what are these stars absolving you of in terms of responsibility? Oh, so today, she's reading for Leo, it says, you are not always going to understand why you feel the way that you do. <laughs> Can I get a sometimes, at least, marginally? Never, sorry. No? The request no? denied, no. Do I just fully Helen Keller experience of my emotion? Is just that in a circular room. <laughs> It's, it's slightly ableist, but I mean, I think Helen's <laughs> fine with it because um, she's dead. So, <laughs> so there's, there's yeah. that. Yeah. Well. Anyways. <laughs> anyways. So yeah, dead white ladies aside, she's a miracle worker, and how dare you, Arnold? Wow. Uh, Annie Sullivan. It's great. We love the miracle worker. It's a I've great never play. It. Never seen it. It's so good. The movie's great. I read the book in school as like we all did. And I still, I just remember always asking the teacher after we were reading and being like, how, 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 what? Like how, how, how do you, how are you born with no, like Annie's, was it Annie Sullivan? Which one was the one? Annie Sullivan helped Helen Keller. Is the teacher, yes. I don't know shit about Annie Sullivan is the miracle worker. If it's not about Egypt, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Or Polynesia. Couldn't give two shits. Um, but yeah, I just like how Helen Keller could be born deaf and blind and still somehow learn how to communicate. Like, how do you teach someone who has no sound, like auditory or visual cues to what like a dog is? That's what the whole play is about. Should we watch it? <laughs> Next live stream. God's work. That's God's work. Speaking of work, oh. we're taking a break. Oh, you remember! (laughs) Look at that seamless transition. You see that? You see that, kids? You gotta take care of her. We're proud of her. We're so proud of her. All right. Um, See you in like, um, it'll feel like half a second for you idiots. So, bye! Are we back? I think we're back. Yeah. Okay, cool. 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 Cool! (laughs) Yeah, work. I think what was funny when we first started looking into this topic was how you described it as a career and like you Mm -hmm. always are very like 
when we're talking about it, it was like, yeah, career this, my career, all of that. And then when I was saying it, though, I was saying it um, as work. I was only calling it work. Let's dig into you a little bit. Why do you say work instead of career, which is interesting to me? So the way I think I see that how I make my money is it doesn't always have to be from a point of fulfillment, but probably from a point of obligation or responsibility. And so in that way, it's just work that needs to be done. Is mm. it, like, it's just a means to the ends or it's a means to something that I do want or that I do find fulfilling. Yeah. Does that make sense? So yeah, yeah. I think that that's probably like why I only see, I always call it work. Cause it's like, you know, like, yeah, you can like live your job or whatever. I don't, but, <laughs> um, uh, you know, like you could be one of those people, but like, I don't think everyone always feels that fulfillment. And in that way, I think you kind of, it's just, yeah, responsibility that you take care of in order to be able to provide for yourself or whoever. Um, and so in that way, it's just work or just a job because mm. it could be anything as long as like the money's there, I'll do it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That makes me seem so desperate. <laughs> <laughs> and so on brand. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, we're learning things. We're learning things. Um, or did we already know that? <laughs> we're learning things. <laughs> Like, mm, okay, sure, we're learning. But for you, it seems like yeah. you have a much different stance. So maybe take it, see it differently. Like, why is it so important for you to look at it as a career? Yeah, I think for me, I've always said career because, A, I have a difficult time compartmentalizing things. Mm. So, boundaries, me, never trouble. No. Yes. Uh, we all know that I have trouble with boundaries. So if I'm spending eight plus hours doing something, I can't not have it be a significant portion of my life. Ooh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, where it ranks in saliency is where the healthiness or unhealthiness that we'll get into kind of comes in. But I think career is in modern society an essential part of someone's meaning of fulfillment for people me people put that shit in their fucking bios on instagram yeah it's so I'm not, real I'm not there but like oh god i would be like girl i would smack you if you were yeah <laughs> not saying if that's you like that's fine <laughs> but, for uh... you but like you know like i i don't know how to just like compartmentalize that like eight hours a day of just being like this has nothing to do with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hmm. I guess um, what got you, like, what's the kind of like the story there? Like, how did you come to like holding this position on it? Uh, so let's take you back, back, back. I mean, my relationship. My relationship with work has changed drastically, even into the past few years given that we're in you know the pen dulce and all of that um oh, sweetest part delicious but definitely in my 20s i would say like i was definitely all about the grind you know what i mean yeah um, everyone was in the 70s it was like a real big thing fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> you know it was about getting into the industry i wanted you know succeeding achieving and you know and if we take it back a few episodes we all know that i have a difficult time recognizing my inherent worthiness so mm -hmm. in terms of work and career those metrics of success were all 
easier because they were tangible. Yeah. So like it's the amount in my salary, it's my job title, it's the company I was working for. Like it was an easy, easier to digest way of saying like, quote unquote, I'm doing life right. Yeah, you know it's what I those mean? two hour meetings with your camera on going, ugh, yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, so it's just very much an easier way to prove and or earn my worthiness to myself. Oh, okay. So that's one part of it. The other part of it was, um, I'm still working through this, but there's definitely this big cultural expectation. Oh, <laughs> um, let's open that kin can. Kin can? Kin It always brings me back to that TikTok of being like, you know, fuck capitalism, but I'm a child of immigrants and my parents didn't come over here for me to be a broke bitch. Like, oh, fuck. <laughs> It's very much that. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm getting older, which means my parents are getting older. And, you know, you're getting older. You're getting older. (laughs) A lot of older. Yeah. So it's getting to the point where I'm feeling the expectation that, you know, at this time in my life, I should be able to take care of my parents financially fully. Mm-hmm. And girl, I am nowhere near that, and that is a very big sore spot for me. Yeah, what's um, what do you think is driving that like belief that you at, at where you are right now should be at a point to be able to like take care of them? Like, what's um, dri- feeding it, that belief? It was what I was modeled. Um, okay, let's get this straight. Um, straight. <laughs> <laughs> Never. Never. No. Be clear, like, my parents have never been, like, outwardly forward, like, telling me, hey, you need to take care of us. Oh, okay. It is that growing up, and I still feel this expectation now, is that the the kids always took care of their parents. Like, I saw that with my parents. Yeah my parents like my cut my parents cousins and their parents like it was just the norm so now i'm becoming of the age where my parents were when i was young and i can't do that yeah no there's um there's this like saying that people love to throw around in like the uh polynesian community where it's like if you're family you can never be like homeless or forgotten and it's like Yeah, no, we love that, but, like, as someone who's had to, like, take care of their grandparents, yeah, it's tough. Like, not financially, but, like, physically, but then, so I can only imagine, like, the idea of financial, um, a financial burden could also bring with it. Yeah, no, like, I'm not there. I don't know, yeah. Yeah, so it's, I'm feeling that intense pressure and expectation, Mm -hmm. um, and... The fact that I couldn't and I'm not at a place to do that is still highly shameful. Yeah. I guess is there a part that can like pull back and see like the world that we live in versus like the world maybe our parents were living in at that time are two very different spaces? Oh girl, that doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the real tea. That's the real tea. 
It's like, it doesn't oh. matter. I'm still trash. I can't do it. Yeah. Nope, it doesn't matter. The total economic structure of the world is vastly different. Nope, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> what do you mean? No, everyone, so-and-so son bought a no. house, and it's like, so-and-so son is a fucking investment banker, and they spend 8,000 years at the damn office. I can't, I'm, I'm not that girl. I'm not, I'm not that girl. That. <laughs> I'm not I can do that. Oh, yes. Everyone else in the world deserves grace except me. Yeah. Do you have other, like, um, <laughs> well, do you have other family members now who are taking care of their parents that are like, I'm sure that would be adding to the pressure, but like, are you faced with that at all? Uh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. My cousin just bought a house for her mom. What? Yeah. Oh, and the tea is she's younger than I am. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Okay, I mean, shots I, in ego, maybe a little bit, but I'm like, literally over here struggling to buy a jacket because I'm like, mm, I don't know, can I afford <laughs> that? And then here's, wow, I mean, good for her, like, yeah, like we love to see it, we love to see it, but like, wow, yeah, no, we love to see it. No, we uh, love, we do, we love to see it, but you know, we can hold both emotions. Oh my God, yes, go girl, take care of your parents. Oh my God, spiral, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> We can do both. She's a multitasker, honey. I mean, come on. <laughs> verse. She's verse. She's verse. But yeah, that's kind of been my relationship with work oh. up until now. However, before we get into that, let's get into your trauma. <laughs> Enough about mine. Because <laughs> uh, it's already getting hot in here. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm already doing that thing where I'm covering my eyes as like a comfort mechanism. <laughs> Butterfly taps, butterfly taps, butterfly taps. Um, I think for me, the reason, a lot of the reason I see work as just work is because I think I was always faced with, uh, like, I grew up, I wouldn't say, I'm not going to say I grew up, like, just completely impoverished, but mm -hmm. I, it was like, we were struggling and we were doing things to, like, make ends meet and, like, we went without i guess a lot of the times not like without food or anything i think we had like our basic needs covered but then i think yeah where my parents succeeded was like really trying to push us into these kind of like um maybe groups or societies that were kind of like above their pay scale or above their tax bracket they were good at getting into those spaces but what's hard as a child is like being is facing like your contemporaries in that space when you have like none of the same economic advantage as them and mm. so um it's just like you know you hear your friends doing things or like having things and you're like mm, we don't do that in my house no <laughs> yeah no we had rice and just like um chicken for a week straight like that's just it's good with ketchup um <laughs> uh, so i think my parents what they where they instilled it in us was really like about how a job is a responsibility and it's like a duty and that they're what they're doing is like full of sacrifice and I think that's the piece where it's like, I grew up with this model of work being um, a means or a mechanism full of sacrifice in order for you to be able to provide. And so, yeah. And I think the main part where we really went with that was a lot of the emotional support that kind of was needed in like that rearing. And not only like that rearing, but like, if I'm being honest, like my family in general, like the nuclear unit so how so i think where and i still see it today like my parents will do you know like they'll be they won't be um they'll be a little sick or a little ill 
and they'll still go to work and instead of taking the time they need to like heal their bodies and heal themselves or a lot of what motivates them is the anxiety of what happens if they don't do xyz at a job and Mm. so that will motivate them and so where i've seen like my parents and it's getting like you know i don't know it's like my parents were doing what they needed to do to provide but like when you're a little kid and like you see everyone else's parents show up at like the school recital and your parents aren't there you know why they're not there they're there so that you can have something to fucking eat tonight but at the same time like they're not there and i know they want to be there but like they're not there so yeah and it's like you're kind of departing yourself from like your emotional needs and like in order to be able to provide those things and so in that way it's like it's nothing that's fulfilling it's actually something that's a detriment Mm. oh complicated yeah it's very complicated so i think for me i really grew up with a lot of like trauma around money and like really like and i think my parents were also they weren't great at holding a boundary between their money problems and my problems Mm -hmm. and so like they were very vocal about where we were fiscally and where we weren't fiscally and so there are a lot of times where like I would and like I think there's a part of me now that's like, am I just whining? But like this is how I was modeled, where like I, you know, I saw my friends playing soccer and they were all doing it on a weekend league and like we would go watch them and I wanted to play, but I also knew that like there's a hundred and fifty dollar sign up fee. And that hundred and fifty dollar sign up fee would mean that it was a hundred and fifty dollars out of my parents' pocket they didn't have planned for that month. So I'm not gonna ask because I don't want to put that burden on them. Oh, yeah, because as a child, you're fully emotionally equipped to handle that. Yeah, yeah. What trauma? So cut to me as an adult, always just like, oh, I don't need this. My needs aren't important right now. What's important (laughs) is that you feel comfortable. You feel comfortable. So I've taken kind of like that stance into the workplace. And so I, for a long time, uh, being a people pleaser in the office, not great. So Mm. I think that's why I always just see like, this is just uh, what I need to do in order for me to be able to provide for myself and get me the things that I want, I need and the like, things like I want to do and see or whatever. So, Interesting. Yeah. But like in school, did you never do like, oh, this is what I want to be when you grow up? You know, that's always like a big like assignment in like kindergarten being like asking kids what they want to do when they grow up. Oh, yeah, no, I did. And for the longest, so actually, (laughs) great segue. Uh, (laughs) So have you ever taken like an aptitude test where they tell you like what you're going to be, what you're like, based on the skills and your responses, what you're like, you have an aptitude for in terms of career? We had career day, but that's not really the same thing. Hey, I really think you'd love Northwestern University. You've got (laughs) a great campus and a lunch hall that's open 24-7. that's all I needed at school. <laughs> <laughs> so expectations like sandwiches? Below. I'm there. Um, yeah, so no, I took one of those in high school. And like, as a child, I always really enjoyed um, doing like art projects. And like, you know, like we'd have like an art teacher come in every so often. And I would be like, <laughs> sit down, bitches. Because a real <laughs> one's about to step to the plate. Like, no, I don't know my fucking fractions, but I know color theory. God damn it. <laughs> Like yes, you guys can't tell, you know, can't have, tell how the light is hitting this flower right now. You don't get it. You don't get it. You don't get it. I will show you all a gradient scale of value right now. <laughs> you only have a number two pencil. Oh, girl. You, <laughs> no, the lead H, is too soft. Or B. <laughs> yeah, the lead's too soft. The lead is too soft. You stupid <laughs> idiot. 
yeah, so I took one of those tests. And of course, it was like, you should pursue a career in the arts and um, something that's very creative. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it, give, it ranks, it gives you options. So it, it ranks things. And so art yeah. and like a creative field was number one for me. And then number two was business because um, I lied. I actually was really good at fractions and I was really good <laughs> at math. Hence how I got where I am today. Um, well. And so, <laughs> which not that great. Well. <laughs> Should we be singing those praises? Um, um, yeah. So me being the child who I was and what I grew up in, I knew that business was going to make me more money and be more lucrative and also like, make my parents more proud because it'd be giving i would be able to provide for them and as you're saying i would be able to pay them back and do the brown thing of taking care of my parents and so instead of pursuing art and all that i put that to the back burner and i just went to like i started pursuing like business things and i started setting up myself so i could get into a school that had a strong business program and i started to like look at what career options would be for someone in like quote unquote business like what would how could I get something that I kind of enjoy wrapped up in like a little kind of like financial bow? Yeah. Financial industry bow. So yeah, that's how I went about it. So even in how I like even chose my career, it was all, um, unfortunately me sacrificing me and my own needs and my desires to secure that bag, to secure it because yeah, I grew up with like no security around money. And so anything I can do to make it feel more secure, I will do. So, Fair. yeah, work, 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 work. <laughs> yeah. So knowing this, mm-hmm. that we are where we are now. Yeah. How are we going about it now? What's the healing process? How are we jumping forward? Um, or are we? Are we still just kind of unraveling it? I think I'm at a place now where I was really starting to come to terms with a lot of like, you know, and it's like everyone from the whole like great resignation and mm. like being in a pandemic. If you've had the privilege of being able to work <laughs> during the whole pandemic, um, like it's just like I don't know, like having that time to kind of refocus back on like me and my needs and like bring this light has um, made me feel a little more empowered to hold like stronger boundaries. And so I think that's the first step is really trying to do that. And so like, I really am like that meme or that TikTok of like, I'm leaving at 4 p.m. and there's nothing you hoes can do about it. And then everyone in the office is like, oh my God, what? You, you guys just don't, you have no respect for this. And it's like, no, I don't. Respect no. for some sort of like white cis held company to support their pockets. I'm like, the more money I make for you, it doesn't, I don't get all that back. So like, yeah, no, I'm done at four. Bye. No, well, I look at it now like, I'm selling you my time. Yeah. When I want to stop, I'm going to stop. And that's based on my salary. So. And that's the thing I love too, where they're like, you know, if you work a salary job, then you know that like, there's no real actual time clock. Girl, And so no. there's, yeah, there's this expectation, I think for a lot of like archaic people in the in any industry where there's a salary, it's like, oh, well, you don't have time. And it's like, is that really what we're cultivating here? No. A society where we have no fucking time to ourselves? I'm sorry, but I'm not down with that. Like, I've done that my whole life, and that's how I, my whole career started as a trauma response. Yeah. No, I'm not doing that. Sorry. I don't care. Why? Because you owe me? Yeah. For what? I'll start over. Effie did it, and so can I. That was from Dream Girls. Oh, God, I really thought that was from Rocco's Modern Life. I feel like Mrs. Big Head said that. Oh, how does Miss Big Head go? Oh, honey. Thank you. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you. That show was so. I loved it. It was so inappropriate for us. Their restaurant was called Chokey Chicken. I mean, that's one of my favorite um, meals. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And a meal it is. Yeah, so I guess where I'm at now is like, I don't know. Like, I I really am kind of like just coming to terms and trying to like exude a couple more boundaries to try to present some sort of semblance of healing. I think on the other part, it's probably pursuing more of like things that try to ignite a passion in me. Cause I feel like I'm kind of a, I'm one of those people now where I'm like, I don't know what my passion is. Uh, and like, yes, there's things like this podcast and there's things like, you know, drawing and art and like the gym. Sure. Yeah. But like, I don't know if anyone of those is like, feels like my true calling. So I guess I'm kind of, I'm just like throwing darts at every board that comes by me to try to see what sticks. So how that's does right. that feel? The moment of trying all these things. On the one hand, you know how I feel about confusion. I fucking hate it. <laughs> I don't like to be confused. Nothing will make me more angry than being confused. I don't know if that's just like a cis male in me or whatever, which there shouldn't be one, but <laughs> uh, she's there. Yeah, it's just like, what the fuck? But there is, uh, I think there is joy and excitement that I have been kind of like gleaning from these experiences. And like, mm-hmm. there's, you know, I think I talked about it before, like in the body image episode where there's kind of this um, grace that comes with like the acceptance of uncomfortability. Oh, I don't know her. <laughs> I'm like, sure, you can tell me about it, but I'm like, what? <laughs> and so that's what I just try to keep telling myself. And even when it's with my career, I'm like, okay. This is just an uncomfortable moment that's going to make me more comfortable later. So I like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's trying to just do those things, just hold space for me to explore. So, I think, which I'd never even gave myself before, which is like, it was just like, no, I think I should stay up till um, midnight working on a presentation that's going to get pushed out five weeks. So, (laughs) oh, we all know that. Yeah. There's some people listening here like, I don't fucking know that, but yeah, sure. Who? Who? I don't know. There's gotta be Yeah, the person who's pointing to themselves saying me, me. There's gotta okay. be one of them. Yeah. Okay, we see you. Well, it's yeah. not for you. It's not for you. <laughs> <laughs> that right there? That's not for not you. Not for her. <laughs> um, well, what about her? I guess, like, where's she at now? Oh, well, if I could she... tell you, I would know. Um, <laughs> I mean, yes, you know, the Pondesol has been very difficult, and but it helped, you know, given the great resignation that comes out of it, yes, I am one of those people that was been given the grace of, you know, reassessing what career is to my identity and to my life. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, to remind y'all of my traumas, um, one hand, there's a a worthiness wound that I'm trying to heal through career because it's easy to achieve or it's easy to see the achievements in career rather than, quote unquote, doing the work about yourself. And two, it's the cultural expectation and the, you know, self-imposed pressure um, to gain that vertical mobility um, overall. 
So being given the space to, you know, think and, you know, cope with these two factors of trauma, like the question that I keep coming back to myself is like, what if the legacy is different? Um, oh, you know, like, you know, my parents come here to, you know, provide a better life for me. Um, obviously, yes, collect the coin, collect the bag, but also being second generation America has given me the space and opportunity to actually think about these things that we talk about in the podcast. Like, yeah, you know, my, my dad went into the military at 17. You what know. the fuck? Yeah. God, he went into me when I was 18. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Bing bong. You know, my my mom, when she was my age, you know, she's, you know, sponsoring her brother and sister and her mom to come over here. Like, wow. They're redoing the things so that I have a better life here. But what comes a part of that, not only, you know, giving me financial stability, but also giving me the opportunity and the space and the time to actually think about myself and my mental health which because you know they were busy you know being in first iraq war veteran <laughs> vietnam war what the hell? your dad was in war yeah there's some you never Navy. told me that i had no idea i mean you should have asked during pillow talk so that's not my fault you I had mean, opportunities. Look, he was throwing something else beside those. <laughs> I was focused on that. Yeah. And, you know, and my mom, you know, you know, working as a nurse, you know, being the first of her immediate family to be out here. Um, yeah, how you know, they your parents? Shit, fuck. Yeah, they were doing they, it. Given, yeah. So it's like they didn't have the time or space to actually think about. Well, what's what's important to me? They were busy doing it. You know, just making a life for themselves outside of what they knew well, and everyone and, else around them it sounds like too yeah um so the gift that i have is like i've been given the space and the time to actually think about you know what's important to me what are the generational traumas that i've been raised with and passed down again this is not a space of blame or like, oh, my parents did this to me. You know, my parents are people. They're doing the best that they can with the resources that they have. And now exactly. I'm I'm doing the same, but my resources are different now. So now that I'm looking at it and looking at what I can contribute in terms of vertical mobility is maybe the legacy is this, is taking a look at, you know, what are the things that we learned from our parents that were their trauma responses, you know, through no fault of their own yeah. uh, that we inherited and how can we approach them in quote unquote healthier ways or just address them at all, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Following when I look them out in the first place is like really fucking tough. Like, let's be honest. Brown people talk about feelings and emotions and traumas. Oh, yeah. We don't do that. I'm not depressed. I'm just a little upset. It's like, okay, 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 sure. Yeah, so if I can exemplify in some way as a Kuya, as a Ninong, to being like, hey, I'm taking the time to understand my needs and honor my own emotions and express them in a healthy way, I want to do that. And mm -hmm. I think how I'm doing that, A, through this podcast, but B, like, 
having real conversations with my cousins. Just the other day, my cousin was like texting me, like, hey, are you still going to therapy? I'm like, yeah. I was like, I want to. And she was like, yeah, I want to go. It's like, do you have any tips or do you have any recommendations? Like, yes, let me let me help you through like finding your own therapist because it is helpful. <laughs> yeah. But you're also like showing how it's important because it's important to her. It's important to you, too which I don't know if like our parents always had the time to, at least I can speak for myself. I don't think my parents yeah. had the time to like make space for that every time. No. Like, do you, do you need this? You don't. Okay. Then it, it's, it can't be that important. We can only do what you need. Yeah. Because the now, priorities were different. Exactly. So I think what's helping me through the facing through career is like, again, that term of saliency, like, yes, eight hours a day is a lot and it's still going to be a part of me, but, having more fulfillment and you know greater purpose outside of career helps me balance out kind of like the two-hour bullshit meetings that i have to be in yeah. in order to like oh. you know maintain yeah so it's not it's not a question of or it's a question of and i guess it seems like the big thing for you is really like finding more fulfillment in identity so to speak outside of the workplace it's changing changing yeah. the narrative of where vertical mobility comes from in terms of healing that cultural wound yeah um and in terms of you know self-worth like i've gotten more self-worth doing this work than i have at any job or any yeah. step in career that i've ever had so yeah Ooh, we love that we love it it's great fulfillment all these things but who's fulfilling you on the weekends? That's what we all want to know. I don't think anyone wants to know that. But enough about your dad. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I really don't want to know that. So. <laughs> so we have where we were. We have where we are. We have some like good little nuggets of insights. So, so. What, what's the future look like? What's an ideal relationship? with career or is Ooh. there one you know I'm all, um i think i just want to win the mega millions and just kind of like live in my cabin up in the woods so what is it 500 million now it's something like that like even if it was half of that the things the, the things I, would you tell people i wouldn't tell people no i don't want to die no i wouldn't even tell you if i'm being honest because like i just wouldn't want you to like rude first of all first of all i'm not saying you wouldn't benefit i'm just saying i wouldn't okay tell fine you. <laughs> fine if you just what you just venmo me like two two million they're like paying you back for brunch excuse me two million girlfriend you better relax right now first of all we'll start off small with a car and then we'll work our way up you'll Fuck catch that. on if i give you two million you will not just let that slide you know you can say that here right now but you'd be like what me happened? what's happening not being subtle i don't what <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. I am the most chill person. No. Know. Cusp cancer? Uh-uh. I don't think so. No, no, man. It would be like that meme of like, there's hints. There would be hints. And it's like, is that? Did you put lobster tail in this top ramen? Yeah. That's, it isn't, it's good, isn't it? I don't think, I'm like, I'm not opposed. Yeah. It's a high-low. Got an ideal relationship? I don't. You know what I would really like, um, and I think what I'm really trying to work for, towards with having like stricter boundaries, I think, is really having a space where I think, I think where I really saw things was like, 
you cannot have fulfillment and you cannot also have duty too. Like if I'm being fulfilled, then I'm not, or maybe it's like fulfillment and security. Those two things didn't seem to be one. And so I guess for me, where I'm trying to like drive my career, so to speak, is to something that feeds both like my need for security, as well as the ability to be creative. So um, I've auditioned to be on the next season of the real world, but I don't know if it's happening. I'm just saying. Um, so we could just be like all those other girls on drag race who like, I'm a singer, but I put eyeshadow on. So now I'm a drag queen. The real world, Tucson. Oh, ew, God. <laughs> They'd have to start. That would actually be funny. It's like, they went to like different, like really shit cities, but like the real world, um, Pueblo, New Mexico or something. It's just going to be too long food then. I'm here for Oh, actually we could, I mean, isn't that that show? We're getting off track. We're getting off track. Oh, but it is yeah. that show with Eureka in them? Yeah, we're here. Yeah. I, I haven't watched it because, you know, I don't want to... I don't need more media to make me cry. I don't need help in that arena. Don't have that problem, but I also don't want to watch it because, yeah. <laughs> feel good story? No, I want to feel sad story. That's the kind of thing that makes me feel uplifted. <laughs> Again, I don't need help in that arena. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I'd like to have a career. I think where I really faulted was not being able to see the ability to hold, like we always say, you can hold both, hold fulfillment and security yep. at the same time. Uh, I think I always saw one without the other. And so I think what I'm trying to do is really open up my eyes and explore new areas where both those things can live. Um, what that is just yet, I don't really know, but I know that yeah. that's, it is something that I want. And I think whatever, wherever I take my quote unquote career next is definitely something where I don't want it to be just because it's giving me more security financially or whatever. Like I want it to be something that also provides me with a bit of fulfillment. And I think I'm also trying to even approach the bullshit of whatever job I have now in the current with that same lens too. So maybe it's like, you know, I don't like all this work that I'm doing. I don't. But maybe if I kind of reframe the way I'm thinking about it, and maybe it's not like, oh, this is something I need to get done, but maybe this is like something I'm doing to help somebody else get something that they're done. And if I can kind of hold that, then that makes me feel a little more fulfillment out of whatever mundane task I'm doing. Uh, what I'm trying to do is remind myself that not everything I'm doing is in vain and um, there can be support um, through the work I'm doing now for other people. So, yeah. mm. It may not be the way I envisioned it, but it still could be supporting somebody else. So, yeah. yeah. That's so, I mean, it doesn't always work, but whatever. <laughs> what does? Yeah. I'm like, do I always remember it? No, it's usually like, fuck this. And then I throw my water ball across the room. And then I get up like an idiot and walk over with full of shame and pick it up. And I'm like, don't, <laughs> don't do that again. So, but what's, uh, what's her ideal relationship with work? Like how, what she, what she want out of this? Out of this life. Um, she's like, just that out of this life. <laughs> just... <Me up>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't feel like I have a fully realized ideal like career setting yet um what you're not fully healed get put down the <laughs> mic put down the mic right now uh no but in terms of relationship to career i feel like you know again when i was in my 20s that grind it was all about me proving myself for the job like proving that 
I am worth the job proving that I, I can be that. But again, it's, it all comes back to a reframe the now where I think about new careers, new opportunities. It's like, yes, am I qualified for the job, but is the position going to fulfill my needs Yeah, as well? So taking myself into consideration before I look at opportunities, like, is this going to fit in my life? Because yeah. in the past, it would always be like, okay, salary, career title, company, boom, check. Like, those all seem good. But now I'm like, in interviews now, I'm like, I'm asking the questions of like, well, like, what's your company culture like? What kind of manager are you? How many how many of your direct reports have you gotten promoted? Like, oh, that's a good. I mean, I hate when you ask the culture. We're like a big family here. We're like a real big family. No, but that's that's key in telling. Like, how they answer is going to tell you what the fuck that their culture is. If that's... they're actually going to give you a real fucking answer, then yeah, fine. I'll give you a shot. But if it's like, oh, yeah, we're really open, you know, we're just like a family here, you know, you get to do what you want. Red flag, if anyone yeah. says, the flags. quote unquote, I am not a micromanager, plot twist, they are. Yeah. Um, Why'd you say that? I didn't say that? Was I in <laughs> love with the Grinch? No, I didn't ask that. I didn't ask that. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm trying to pick up more like, Will this work for me? Which, you know, I should have been doing. Oh, we're not going to say should because that's a shame-based thing. But we're learning how to do more now. How does that feel now to be, like, in that space? Like, I mean, to be holding that of, like, no, no, no. I'm going to, like, I'm going to ask you some questions, too, to make sure, like, I'm doing what's what I need. Like, how does that feel compared to before? Terrifying. Completely <laughs> terrifying. Because uh, at the end of the day, like, I'm still healing. So it it's still going to trigger some like, ooh, they don't like me. Ooh, they're not going to choose me. Ooh, I'm not allowed to ask this. Like, who am I? And it's like, Girl, but no. I'm yeah. fully within my right to ask this because I am. you're not just auditioning me. I'm auditioning you, honey. Yeah. You want all of this? You're going to have to take all of this. All of it, huh? Okay. Well, we can, we can negotiate. <laughs> <laughs> See, even that. I was like, oh, triggering. They're not going to pick me. But like, yeah. At the end of the, it's not going to work if it doesn't work for me because I'm not going to feel alignment. Yeah. Someone, um, one of my mentors used to say, one of my mentors, I only have one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, my mentor said, like, um, she brought up a good point where she was like, you know, really, your relationship with work should be like your relationship with your spouse. Yeah. You should see it that way, where it's like, if you're, if you were arguing so much with the spouse and you like felt like you weren't being, or like a partner, if you weren't like, being your needs weren't being met you would leave that relationship so why would you do that with your work just yeah. for the check like you could go do that with somebody else the same way you could go, or with another company the same way you can go do that with another person makes sense logically but again as an oh. anxiously attached person so difficult <laughs> like as a fearful avoidant i'm like oh my god yeah no i need love but no one could ever do it no one could ever <laughs> who could who could love me you don't love me <laughs> <laughs> when you're talking about your needs and like how you're looking for like you know is this company going to serve my needs is there a priority list of those needs like are there some needs that you're willing to like let go of or kind of like sacrifice for a position like for me i'm like the way you said like um title 
salary mm-hmm. or whatever for me like i'm the type of person where i'm like you can call me whatever the fuck you want i really don't give a fuck like yeah. just run me my check and run me like let me i can like i can spin a story about what my responsibilities are and what i covered i don't really need the title like that's not i don't need that i guess mm-hmm. is there something like that for you um in terms of my needs more of so like title pay to an extent i'm flexible mm-hmm. to an extent because again i am still a child of immigrants so yeah. i'm not trying to be a broke bitch yeah um but in terms of you know flexibility where really where i'm leaning more into when i interview um it's more of i'm trying to suss out a good manager yeah because i can track all of my discomfort to my job with a shitty manager oh for sure i was actually gonna say like i think in the opposite frame is there one that is a non-negotiable like a need and like for me my big thing is like there has to be some sense of autonomy but also like development you have Mm -hmm. to like i am that child i'm like if i'm bored (laughs) i'm not gonna do shit oh no i'm gonna do shit i'm gonna act out i am like I'm not saying like that's my highest self acting out but like I know I have a pattern of like what when I do quote unquote act out or whatever or lash out it's out of boredom and like I am kind of like apathetic to the mundane so if that starts happening for me I don't like it and so um, I know that for me that's like a non-negotiable with work is that there has to be some sort of ongoing development all the time so Mm -hmm. I guess for you is what's like what's the true like non-negotiable i have to be in an environment where i can be a more authentic version of myself oh i am very tired of the raw raw oh my god how was your weekend oh my god i love the bachelor no i don't bitch no i don't oh my god did you see the new episode of housewives fuck that are you do you people have lives like if i can't just be like hey i don't feel like talking today i don't want that to turn into an hr issue like Oh, say it louder for the kids in the back, please. That is like, such a thing. Like, I don't have to, we don't all have to be friends all the fucking time. Relax. No, I don't have to be your friend at all. Oof. Okay. So a place with a little more comfortability with that. A lot more comfortability. Just, you know, yeah. I hate, you know why I hate like those raw, raw meetings? It's just, it's this insanely forced inauthenticity. It's disingenuous. Yeah. Everyone knows, like, no one cares about everyone knows that, but yet we all have to play like we love it. It's like, no. It's so creepy. It's so creepy that way. It's it's so much work. It's so much extra work just to put on that facade. And I'm just I don't have the time. Yeah. It's I mean, it's like watching one of those period pieces where they're like, Oh, the king's into the room. Oh my god, I love that hairstyle on you. I don't give a no. fuck what type of mop you got on top of your head. I really don't. Vintage. So adorable. Yeah, that moment. So yeah, that's kind of where I am. But now let's wrap this up. Put it in a bow. Oh, thank God I'm so done with this. Um, um, I think, you know what? In terms of like wrapping it up and like a takeaway, I think what I found is that it's important to make space and understand that you there can be security and fulfillment. You don't have to hold those two pieces uh, as exclusive of one another. They can be um, intertwined 
intermixed <laughs> together to make your career. And I like for me, I've learned that like that's really what's important for me is to be able to have um, that fulfillment as well as the security piece. But I don't have to abandon every single one of my needs in order to get that security. Yeah. 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 So there's the end. Also, make sure that the snacks are good. That's uh, <laughs> like, is it a privilege? Sure. But do I demand it? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I've grown accustomed to a standard of workplace living. <laughs> yeah. And, and I do not want to sacrifice that. I will not be moved. No, no. it's one of, I, yeah, sorry. It's a deal breaker for me. It's a deal breaker. <laughs> All right. Are those baked potato chips? Fuck out of here. <laughs> so, uh, what about you, girl? What's, uh, what's the takeaway? Um, well, given my trauma around like this pressure um, mm -hmm. of mobility and success, I feel like the way I've been able to heal and yet balance and take away a lot of that stress is to, you know, change the narrative. Um, mm -hmm. Understanding that vertical mobility can mean a lot of things like, yes, still earn the bag, but if I'm not at a place where I can support my parents financially, the other portions of vertical mobility is the work that, you know, I'm doing on myself and exemplifying that to my younger cousins and my godchildren yeah. to make sure that, you know, they have the tools to, you know, hold their emotions in ways that is a little healthier than what I was modeled. Um, oh, there's a good, good quote from Brene Brown. Um, that I like, uh, it kind of anchors this. It's um, it's in her parenting manifesto. Um, she says, "Wait, as... hold on. You read her parenting manifesto? It's in her book. <laughs> it's just a part of it." I love you. You really are... <laughs> let, 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 let's be clear here. Arnold is out here doing the work, so good for her. She's reading the books. She's highlighting those pages, putting tabs on them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no but it says it says um as much as i want to be able to take your pain away what i'll do for you instead is teach you how to hold it and that's oh. kind of what i'm trying to like emulate and kind of command for like the younger generation of my family <laughs> i'm so oh yeah i want to let that be like that because that is like wow I'm, I wish I could say I'm doing the same, but also, is that why you're always crying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm always crying. Let's say that. Yep, we're going to save all the space. I'm showing you how to hold pain, girls. That's mm -hmm, it. Mm -hmm. This is for you. <laughs> that is the <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Wow. A Leo and an empath? Wow. <laughs> Oh my god. Such a triggering word, but we can get that to another. <laughs> That's another episode. Is it that time? Tis the time. Tis the time. Yes. Yes. We are at that time in the podcast where we dive deep into our Instagram feed to see the pictures, the reels, the posts that really gut us at an emotional level. In a little segment we like to call... How, How dare you? you? All right. How's the internet dragging you this week, girl? All right. So I have a 
you know, tried and true account, the holistic psychologist. Oh, we love her. We do. Um, And she says today, a child who can sense that they're not living up to their parents' expectations becomes the adult who betrays themselves for validation. Shut up. (laughs) Get out. Not the things I want to hear, but need to hear because it's true. Gross. Yeah, that one. um, Okay, yeah, we get it. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, whatever. Called a mother or a father wound. Parenting wound. It's non-gender. Parenting wound. I'm going to call it a whole extended family wound. (laughs) (laughs) The roots It's just wound. Yeah, it's just wound. It's just wound. My womb wound? <laughs> but what you got today? Um, mine's one of those ones where it's like it makes you. Ro- I love how I always have to give a disclaimer uh, because <laughs> I'm so just like, mm, is this a thing? But this is one of those ones that kind of makes you roll your eyes, but you're also like, yeah, I fucking know. Um, which is why it's uh, this part of the show. But this is from <laughs> Life by Alyssa, and this is part of her like 30 insights that'll change your life. Uh, no, it's part of. 30 insights that'll change your outlook on life. Um, One, the glass is never half empty. It's always half full. Uh, (laughs) Sip, sip, sip. Uh, No, that's not it. It's, um, but this one is, I felt like it was a little relatable. It says, you get off your game when you play for others rather than playing for yourself. And like, and in a similar way to yours, it's like, yeah, when you start abandoning your own needs and playing to someone else's, you get fucked, kid. You get fucked. And not in the way that we like. What game are we playing? Jax? Uh, Jax? What? D- Tiddlywinks? I'm, I'm playing marbles. <laughs> what the hell? Who the hell is playing Jax? Go back to 1805 where you belong. <laughs> <laughs> it's the great industrial revolution. It's a cotton gin. <laughs> Yeah. Dear God. <laughs> Is that it? Is that us? Oh my God. What an opener. What an opener. I mean, mm. opener. I barely know her. So. Well, thanks again for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at podcastvarythat. And while you're there, check out our link tree. We got all crazy kind of links, our personal Instagrams, our new Kumu is listed there where you can Woo! catch us live stream in on a regular basis you got some mental health resources and you can still buy some damn pins more on that later but if you still have any questions or you just want to talk to us tell us about your work and your wounds email us at podcastverythat at gmail.com that is podcastverythat at gmail.com we made it so easy it's all the same name crazy like we did that intentionally yeah us a plan never (laughs) we're gonna circle back to it because in all transparency see that i i did workplace lingo there circle back gross transparency no wonder my ears kind of (laughs) just i just kind of tuned it out i was like okay yeah we're done um we still have pins to sell y'all we did not reach our goal that we wanted to donate to the National Asian American Pacific Islander Mental Health Association. So please check out the link tree, hit up our Etsy page, buy a couple of pins. That is two pins for $15 and all of the proceeds go 
to a great foundation helping our community get the resources to mental health yeah yeah you, and you know what like yeah you missed the christmas window good job idiots but you know what you can make it up now for valentine's day that's right Gross. for you your honey <laughs> your side piece, yourself, whatever, whoever you're loving these days, give them a pin to show them that you love them and their mental health. Um, Cause if you don't, then you don't. So think about that. Nothing like a threat to motivate a sale. <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry, friend. Um, because we know where you live and we'll be outside. Bye. Bye.